0: Under my battle dress, I was wearing civilian clothes, which I'd obtained from a friendly Italian guard in exchange for cigarettes and a packet of tea. Michael carried a crowbar secured inside his trouser leg. I tapped his thigh, and it emitted a reassuring twang. It was the last day of September 1943, when on the 8th of September, the Armistice with Isley had been announced To coincide with Allied landings on the southern coast, we had been prisoners of the Italians. We had thought our troubles were over, but the Germans had taken over our camp from their ex-Allies and moved us into the mountains to another camp at Sulmona. Now we were on the move again, and this time our destination was Germany. All afternoon we had been kept standing on the sandy parade ground of Sulmona, while our German guards a detachment of tough young parachutists, armed with grenades and machine guns, had combed the barracks in search of the fifty or so officers, who, as the Germans rightly guessed, had concealed themselves above the ceilings and under the floors of the wooden hut. The rest of us had sweated in the blazing sunshine, our eyes glued to the unconstrained spaces beyond the prison wire. We had watched the shadows creep up the grassy lower slopes of Mount Moroni, where the peasants still pastured their sheep in much the same way as they did when Ovid was a boy amongst them, till only the rocky summit glowed pink in the setting sun. And we had cursed the ill-fortune, which it seemed was to condemn us to Germany, when our troops were only a hundred and fifty miles away to the south. When the German commandant was satisfied that our numbers were complete, he had called the parade to attention, and told us that we were going to Germany. He had warned us... "'that his guards had orders to shoot to kill "'and stressed the futility of attempting to escape. "'This advice had been greeted with derisive cheers, "'though when these guards had loaded us into trucks "'and driven us through a brilliant sunset to the station, "'it had become increasingly evident "'that they were both ruthless and vigilant. "'They had herded us onto the platform "'and made us hump our heavy baggage down its long length. "'By this time... We were already physically exhausted, and from the point of view of our guards, psychologically ripe for the sight of a corpse on a stretcher. "'I wish to Christ they'd get a move on,' said Michael. "'Apart from anything else, I'm bloody cold.' The heat had gone out of the day with the setting sun. Dried sweat now stiffened our limbs. "'The sooner we get into the train, the sooner we'll get out.' We were trying to boast on our waning confidence, as though in answer to our wishes, a long line of cattle wagons drew towards us into the siding. We were near the head of the queue and able to count them as they rumbled past us. I made it nineteen, said Michael. That means about thirty a wagon. The LCC wouldn't approve. You mean the RSPCA? We might be bullocks on the way to the slaughterhouse, I thought, as I climbed into one of the wagons. We crowded down on the floor astride our rolls of baggage. The guard slid fast the heavy door and bolted it with an iron bar. There are occasions in life when time slips out of gear. A minute may seem an eternity. An hour may pass in the blink of an eye. I've never been able to decide for how long the train remained stationary in the siding at Sulmona. For three hours, perhaps? nearer five. Apart from Michael, my companions were unknown to me, and their anonymous voices, issuing from the intense darkness around me, gave to the passage of time the quality of a dream. I was amazed to learn from their conversations that many of them could still make-believe that the train would never get to Germany, that the German line of retreat had been cut, that the railways to the north had been bombed to smithereens. Without the barbs of Michael's wit to sustain me, I could have fallen for their wishful thinking. A quick search of our surroundings told us all that we wished to know. High up on one side of the cattle truck were two horizontal ventilators, narrow but large enough to allow passage of a man's body. They had been boarded over. Even so, we were sure that as soon as the train started, we would be able to force them open with Michael's crowbar. Meanwhile. We could only try to rest and pray that the train would start before we'd all suffocated.